2: My name is Chris Plank. This is our Wednesday edition. Softball fans, think you're going to dig this one because coming up here in mere moments, we're going to talk to Patty Gasso and Sooner Director of Operations Jackie Livingston will take us through the madness of the weekend series cancellation that eventually led to the sports being shut down. So a lot to get to with Patty Gasso and Jackie Livingston coming up here in mere moments. Plus, we're going to hear from Tony Walden at Walden's Cleaners. Walden Cleaners is open for business. They're offering free pickup and delivery for all your household bundle wash and garment care needs. You can register online or download the customer app in the App Store. Simply search Walden Cleaner. So let's get after it. On a Wednesday, we kick things off. With Sooner softball head coach, Patty Gasso. Our next guest never had a problem with her boys getting into sports. She is the head softball coach for the University of Oklahoma. Patty Gasso is in the house. Um, Coach, it's weird because I should be walking into the team meeting room to do a pregame show before a big showdown with Texas today. But obviously this is kind of our new normal. So can you kind of take us through what this last week has been like for you after finding out and unfortunately seeing the season come to an end?
3: Well, nothing like normal, that's for sure. I think we are all living in this uh, normal world right now. But um, I just, quite honestly, it's, I, I feel like our team wise, we pretty much have a good grasp on not letting all of this define us. So I think all these kids are, these ladies are athletes are back at home with their families and they understand what's more important than what we do. And that is comforting to me to know that they're not, you know, their hearts aren't ripped out over the loss of this season, that more things are important. So I think that's kind of right now the way we're handling it. And we're just trying to be in touch with each other. I mean, we've got Jossie back in Hawaii a lot of kids in california i mean they're all over the map so we're just trying to stay in touch through group me and just share and laugh and you know all the things that we would normally do just to keep engaged with each
2: other is um for now i for you how has this been for for Patty Gasso, the person, I mean, I, it, it, it's it's I imagine challenging, but you got some grandkids to keep you busy. You got <laughs> you got a little free time that you're not used to having, maybe ever during this time of the year. Yes. How's it been for you?
3: Um, I think my dogs are so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy to see my grandkids more. So that's awesome. My husband and I are just staring at each other like okay where are you supposed to go or i we're never around each other this much so this is new <laughs> um but to me quite honestly i just have had a chance i mean i'm watching a lot of tv which <laughs> concerns me um i wish i was a better reader or could have the focus to sit down and get lost in a book but um i i am kind of gathering myself in the way of life and just uh, more on a personal level of my, you know, my faith and what this means. And um, I think that's been kind of the highlight is me just being better at understanding life and how it turns and how to accept it.
2: My uh, my six-year-old uh, and my eleven-year-old, my wife texted me that they had uh, prayer time this morning to hopefully get a dog. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what. Well, we, <laughs> if your dogs need a vacay, yeah, they can come over. <laughs> um, I, I I guess I'm really lucky. I mean, I'm a really lucky guy to get to spend time around you and this team. And obviously, in that, I I get you know sometimes in that group me, I see how the behind the scenes things are going. So I know it was a week ago today, kind of when the music stopped, if you will. But can, can you take us through that whole week? Because first, there was Kent State that shut things down, so we knew they weren't coming mm-hmm. in. And then I think we found out, well, as you readjusted the schedule, we found out on, like, Wednesday night, oh, no, New Mexico State isn't coming. Then we come up with a tentative schedule for uh, a game on Friday, a couple on Saturday, and then that ends up getting bayoued. And then what? Everyone's just kind of sitting around in the team room waiting. So I, I know mm-hmm. you've relayed this story quite a bit, but can you take us through what that, those last few days of the week was like?
3: Yeah, sure. I mean uh I love challenges and to me the challenge was how am I gonna make this thing go off? How are we gonna play our last weekend before we open Big Twelve and we're opening it home against Texas, which is gonna be the biggest series, one of the biggest series that we play in the Big Twelve. So we really needed to play. So I, I'm not um as ignorant as I am, and this is a great example of me thinking how important what we do is, is, okay, Kent State calls, and we've been shut down. We can't get on the airplane. Very uh, apologetic, the coach was. And I'm like, don't worry. It's all good. You know, I understand. There's nothing you can do about it. So now New Mexico State calls, Are we've been shut down. We can't move our administrators. So now I'm talking with Kristen Vesely, who's an alum, uh, All-American from OU. I'm like, Vesely, make this happen. Let's go. Yeah, we're coming, coach. We're going to do it. Let's do it. So I'm thinking we've got a three-game series. And uh, just telling our team, we're going to play. We're going to play. I just I kind of refused to believe that this was going to be something that would cancel everything that we're doing. I just, I don't know that anybody was taking it to the level that it is now. So I just am someone that was going to find a way to get it done. And it's hard for me to surrender. But then when I know I have no choices, you surrender. And then I feel like an idiot trying to make things happen and in such a, emergency state you know what I mean in the way of just people and the spread of the virus and people getting sick and and some dying so I just then I feel like oh my what am I doing what am I doing so um then it was uh waiting on Joe Castiglione to get all the answers and I know how thorough he is and he would never give us he he's not one that's going to tell you one thing and then you know 15 minutes tell you something different so it was worth although it was kind of you know we're all anxious like what is happening um when we get the answers it's very thorough for the coaching coaches staffs all coaches staffs we it's very thorough especially to us who were spring um sports um And to me, when we walked out of the meeting, I'm feeling like, okay, this is a temporary thing. A couple weeks, it'll be done. Um, And then just from that point on, day by day, I mean, hour by hour, things just got worse. And we're changing and changing to the point of, well, do we send them home? What do we do now? Um, and then when you really start to realize the magnitude of this, I mean, I just wanted everyone to get home. Just go, go get with your families and be safe and be with your family. That's the most important thing. So that's where our conversations went. There was a lot of conversation and you could see the wheels turning in a lot of our athletes. Um, but mainly seniors, what's going to happen to seniors? Right. And I was really surprised that the NCAA put out that statement about reinstating their senior year, and then you just start thinking about all the repercussions of that, and and I thought, wow, how do you do that so early? How do you you make everyone go, oh, it's going to be okay? I'm going to get my season back. Well, so many things go into that with not just the financial end of things, but what about all the other players? What are the player about the players you have coming in as freshmen? And so it just created actually more questions and more anxiety, I think. So um, as of right now, players have a workout schedule, um, trying to keep them working out, but I know that they're limited with facilities. So a lot of our workouts like is own, your own body weight, things that you could do in your home if you don't or don't have a gym available or they're closing all of the gyms. So um, just things that you could be doing on your own to stay in shape and stay locked in. And I I believe that we're going to start working with the Zoom video calls and try to get us all on. Um, as often as needed, just to maybe get ahead of continuing to create our culture, even though it's in a very unfamiliar culture that we're in right now, just continuing to, um, I don't know, just talk about what we should be doing now and just, just more of conversation versus through social media, just more conversation where we can, I think it's important that we see each other. So that's what we're working on now.
2: Coach, what did we, I, I said this a lot on the broadcasts, and uh, I, I in listening to your conference call, I felt somewhat vindicated, but one of my takeaways from this season was seeing some young players that were pressed into situations get that experience. Now, uh, I like you said, I don't know what, do they come back as freshmen, do they come back as sophomores or whatever, but. Uh, you know, to see uh, an Alicia Flores uh, be pressed into action. And I know Mackenzie Donahue was a day one starter, but then to see her overcome adversity and to see her play three different positions, you know, if it was uh, Rayleigh Pogue and, I mean, her her shot against Arizona and then nearly getting tagged out at second base for some reason is one of the (laughs) lasting memories from the season for me. But you had these young players that were pressed into situations that maybe – if you were 100% healthy, if Nicole Mendez was out there, they wouldn't get that opportunity. And I thought that's something really positive for the future of this program.
3: I think so. I, I think it's a a blessing in its own way, but at the same time as a coach, it, it didn't look like anything I'd been used to over the last 10 years. I don't think I've ever had so many injuries in a season like Multiple injuries that were starters. I mean, we had four starters out, and then you're, you know, when I look at other programs, like, what are they, what are, how are they going to handle this? Wow, I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult to put in a freshman who, regardless of the level that they play at, as a as a high school. You know, travel ball player. You put them into a program that's one of the top in the country, and say, okay, you're playing at this level now. You got to get way up here real fast. You don't even get a chance to learn by watching. You're in the game, so you're learning through experience, which um, is frustrating at times. It could be really hard for them because they feel like they're disappointing. You know, a lot of people and the expectations of the program and so forth. So it was always from day one just really trying to get them to understand that um, softball and your performance doesn't define you and who you are. And there's a lot of expectations from friends and family and parents and former coaches and so forth. And you just – my team, and I think just women in general, well, maybe most, maybe not most, I don't know. If I'm asking the male population, <laughs> they might say something different, but we're pleasers. We're pleasers. We want to make people happy. We want to make them proud, and when we don't, we feel defeated, and I felt a lot of that happening, and it was, it was a struggle to keep their confidence up, and you know, the fact um, when I look back and we're 20 and four with what we were dealing with and three of those four losses were by one run, um, I really honestly got to go back and feel extremely proud of what this team accomplished in this shortened season um, with all of the things they had to deal with. and And some of these young ones just stepping up and saying, okay, I'm just going to try to do my best. And they did. They did They did phenomenal, better than I anticipated. And the more you got them on the field, the more slowly you could see their confidence start to. Now, I can tell you, and these guys would agree, we had some of the worst practices I've ever seen. (laughs) To where I'm like, I can't take this anymore, and I'm going to save you and me. Let's just end this right now. Um, But... Sometimes you just got to learn that way. You just got to learn through – it's a hard lesson to learn for many, but through mistakes is how you learn a lot. It, and it's – yeah. So it's humbling, but I'm
2: very proud of this group. I loved watching them grow, man. And it was only through 24 games. I, I've kept you long, but I want to throw one more quick question out there. Josh, are you okay yeah, with
3: dude, one more- I got nothing I got- to do. <laughs> I don't Say, know anybody wants to hear me more than no, a few minutes. No, but. no, no.
2: I, 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 everyone wants to hear you. So I, no. <laughs> I, I want to talk team building but in a different way because we don't no. really know what that's going to look like next year. So I, I thought you mm-hmm. brought up a great point on your teleconference when you said, you know, that I think the portal is going to be on fire uh, and you're going to have a lot of, of coaches, I think us included. I mean, what would you have done if this was Sid's senior year and you had those six seniors, what it would look like? But I'm, but I'm also curious from a coaching perspective, because the thing that really kind of guts me is I don't, I don't get my DJ time. You know, I don't get my Kelsey Arnold time. And for me, this was really cool as someone who covered players like Kelsey Arnold, Sid Romero, Shay Knighton as, as players, and get to see them develop as coaches. And obviously, you know, I, I, this was my fifth year getting to call games. So you know, I remember watching Bradley baseball games. You know, whenever we're driving around on the bus. So, mm-hmm. a, a, how for you? I mean, do you go about trying to? I don't know, make sense of what the staff might look like and then your roster as well, too, because there's just so much unknown right now, Coach. Do you have to kind of put that on the back burner for now?
3: I think I do until, you know, I, I'd be lying if I told you that I didn't pull out a piece of paper and start putting out a a format of how many players I'm going to have <laughs> and how am I going to keep them all happy and where are they going to play and, what you know, I just – And I don't think I have it as bad as many others. And I don't know that they would look at it as bad. But to try to manage a roster of 26 versus 19 is quite different. And it's hard to keep a lot of people, especially that level of athlete, content if they're not getting, there's not enough innings to make everybody happy. So um, I just, I don't want to get caught up into that although I did put the pen on the paper, start thinking about it. But then I'm like, okay, stop. Because who knows what the NCAA is going to do. And I'll deal with it when it comes. Um, DJ, my DJ is um, done with his degree. Now he's got his master's. So now it's like, okay, with the season that ends early, Are there going to be as many job openings? What is going to happen? Now, DJ Gasso is going to be a phenomenal coach. I agree. And someone is going to be very, very lucky to grab him. And if someone isn't grabbing him and him getting a salary, then I'm going to find a way to... I don't know.
2: Get him gonna gonna on the radio with well. me.
3: Have him come yeah, in. We'll have a gotta, thir- we'll have a yeah. third
2: seat for him whenever if, if that you doesn't can happen.
3: Pay him and take me <laughs> off of take him off of my payroll. Then we're good. Oh but man! I just I, he's got a lot to offer the game. He's learned a lot from JT. He's learned a lot from you know all of us. So I I think he's going to be ready. And Kelsey Arnold saw us another year. Oh good. Um, yeah, so the only person right now that is literally done is DJ.
2: Okay, well that's uh, yeah. I mean that that so. stinks for me. I got my I, I lose my Raider conversation partner, but uh, I I will say one of my favorite all time memories ever is going to be our trip to Mexico this year and Poppy taking me into the belly of the beast and making me ride mm. on a bus, which nearly caused me to panic. I rode on a, a public transit bus in Mexico, Josh, I, and I think the whole time. Patty's husband, Jim, was just laughing at me. I think he was just looking at me and laughing at me the whole time. But then, you know, DJ, he wants to match up with you wherever he ends up next year. That's one thing that I took away as well, too. (laughs) So uh, if he gets a gig, he's going to try to schedule you, right?
3: Absolutely, and if for any reason... Our team, the Sooners, are not able to defeat whatever team DJ I will be done. My my <laughs> career will be over at that moment. So oh. I may not schedule him for a while. If that's that awesome the case but yeah he's a big talker
2: I love it coach uh thank you so much for your time um I'm obviously sorry you're having to deal with it but man we, we look forward to getting you on again soon and and recapping what was a shortened but still a pretty uh, eye-opening season and I can't thank you enough for allowing me to be a part of it it's great oh
3: you know you're part of the family here and I just I, I don't have it as bad as many we don't have it as bad as many many others out there so just praying for the nation and Keep
2: them safe. You're the best. Talk to you soon, Coach. Have a great day. All right.
3: Thanks,
2: Mike. Coach is awesome. And we'll have her on quite a bit more leading into the summer because, unfortunately, we all have a little time on our hands right now when it comes to softball. Sooner Sports Podcast, presented in part by Jersey Mike's. Delivery is now available through our app. Download our latest version and place an order for delivery or carryout. Coca-Cola. Share a Coke with a teammate, rival, or friend. Coca-Cola, official partner of the Oklahoma Sooners. And if you're interested in OU football season tickets for the 2020 season, get involved now. Call or text 405-325-2424. That's 325-2424 for more information. Don't miss a second of the action. We'll roll on with the podcast as we are joined right now by Tony Walden from Walden's Cleaners. Great supporters of Sooner Athletics. Tony, first and foremost, thanks for joining us. We always appreciate your time. And I think... The big message, more than anything else, is to say, "Hey, Walden's Cleaners, we're still open. Walden's still open, and you're you're taking care of the community, aren't you?"
4: Yes, we are, and thank you guys for having us on. We appreciate it. And like I said before, we appreciate everything you do for the community. Um, yes, Walden Cleaners is still open. We are deemed essential. We are in the cleaning cleaning space. Um, so we we uh, luckily we're one of the fortunate businesses to be able to stay open in this in this time.
2: So take me through. How thorough you guys have been in making sure that everything from the front desk crew to everything that you do is sanitary and where it needs to be, because it's a new normal, Tony. But I know you guys have taken it to another level, haven't you?
4: It is. It is. It's a new normal. I think it's going to be around for a long time. So, yes, we have. My mother is making us masks to wear. We disinfect after every customer comes through. We actually have two drive-through locations at our main plant on Highland Parkway and our west location on 36th that allow no walk-in, no face-to-face interaction traffic there um the walk-in traffic we're requesting one customer in at a time that way we can disinfect and clean as we are handing the clothes out to customers so we're disinfecting all the hangers as they come back from the production plant Um, and on our production side a lot of people don't know this once it touches our conveyor system and it goes to to an auto bagger no hand touches it until it actually goes to be delivered to the store and then all of my drivers are actually wearing gloves so basically the time frame and the disinfectant um, is all there coming from the main plant, followed through all the way to the front counter, back to the customer.
2: Tony Walden is our guest. WaldenCleaners.com is the website to learn all about the in- incredible work that they've put in to make sure that you're safe. And, you know, some of us – by the way, you can schedule your pickup online as well too. You can just go to WaldenCleaners.com, and they've been in business since 1933. So, Tony, can you kind of take me through? You know, there's – obviously we wash our clothes at home, and we think that's that's enough, but – there's other cleaning methods and you get a lot of questions as well too. So can you kind of take us through some of the questions you've gotten and what's the proper method for making sure we get our clothes as clean as we possibly can during this time?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we get a lot of phone call questions about households and sheets and bedding and those kind of things because they're bigger fabrics that don't actually clean in your in your in your home washing machine sometimes sometimes very very well. So if you're cleaning it at home, your water cycles are never going to be high enough to truly submerge the entire garment in a in a in a in a in a, solid, in a liquid, which is a water. Um and then the soap content to get that done to disinfect is not going to be there either. So we actually really emphasize on the commercial washers that we have and making sure that the wash times are under twenty minutes. That way it kills the cycle. I mean it kills the, the virus, that your rinse times are more than one, two, or three. Um, that your drying temperatures are long enough to where they actually can kill the virus as well. And a lot of home, home mechanisms just cannot get that process done, unfortunately, especially for big blankets and bulky bedding.
2: And as you mentioned, you are open for pickup. You're doing everything you can with your front desk staff to, to obviously have the masks and make sure they're wearing the gloves. But also on delivery, you're doing everything you can to minimize the spread. So tell me what that looks like for you, Tony.
4: Absolutely, yeah, thank you. We've always been in the, the, the delivery space, but we've taken it to a whole new level with uh with this with this pandemic. So um we are my my, my drivers are, are fully disinfected. They are wearing masks, they are also wearing gloves. Um, and then they allow no interaction. So when they come, they'll drop it off on your door wherever you would like to to have them place it, and then that way there's no face-to-face contact or interaction at any point of delivery. The bag can go on the front porch. A driver can come by and pick it up within 20 to 30 minutes, and then we can deliver that back. It notifies you from a text message and also a picture of where we put your garments right from our customer app, which you can download on our website and or from the App Store Google Play Store, so that way you know exactly where your garments are, what time they were delivered, and where they are as well
2: i think the biggest message here kind of in wrapping things up tony is that walden cleaners is open for business you're here to help in any way possible i know for instance you know monday's always laundry day but now for my family there's school right i've got to take care of my kids so maybe there's not that time to typically do the laundry like we had maybe for some people there's not that extra time that you had because your kids are around to where you can iron you can take care of everything for for families right now can't you
4: Absolutely, yes. And we we, we would be more than happy to. So if there's any questions as well um, that if I mean, as far as cleaning methods, if you're wondering about your sheets or wondering about your households or wondering about your kids' clothes or even your own personal clothing, we're getting a lot of questions on Facebook, a lot of questions through social media, a lot of just direct phone calls asking about proper cleaning methods as well. So even if you don't have time for us to come pick it up or or, or, uh, for us to clean it for you, but you do have questions, please don't hesitate to ask.
2: Man, I've, uh, I've always been a big fan, Tony. Uh, our buddy Gary Cavins did an incredible job and one here your news stories. Yep. I always hear Teddy Lehman talking about you, and <laughs> I'm glad I finally get a chance to talk to you one-on-one. Man, I know this is a challenging time, but we appreciate everything that you've done, and we really appreciate your time here on the Sooner Sports Podcast.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, I love both those guys. Love you. Love your show. So, I, uh, again, really, really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Tony. Have a great week, man. Absolutely, you too. Man, I appreciate Tony Walden and Walden Cleaners, incredible partners of Oklahoma Sooner Athletics. All right, let's talk a little bit more on the softball side of things. Jackie Livingston joins us on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Jackie is the Director of Operations. They call her Sully because she basically kind of pilots us through everything, on the road, at home, all Points in between for Sooner Softball. Jackie Livingston, Director of Operations for Oklahoma Sooner Softball. Can can you take us through the week that was? In other words, we had a series set at home, and what it was Kent State, New Mexico State, and Houston who were all coming. Now, we've talked to Coach a little bit about this, but what was it like for you as the Director of Operations to go through so much unknown at that point?
1: Well, um, I think New Mexico State was the first team to let us know that they weren't coming. And I got a text at, from our sport admin, administrator, Kenny Mossman, at maybe midnight on Wednesday night, and then um, talked to the coaches first thing on Thursday morning. Um, I think that's the timeline of it. And so immediately, we started putting together a schedule for Houston and Kent State. Um, So we kind of had a game plan with um, just those two teams and OU playing. Uh, We were ready to move forward. Um, Then I got a call from Kent State, and they said they weren't coming. So then we were looking at OU and Houston playing a three-game series. Um, And then by Thursday, I would say Thursday evening, we were pretty much shut down. So we just – my head immediately went to what's the next game plan? Okay, what's the next game plan? And then it got to a point where I knew we weren't playing anymore. So,
2: can you then? Okay, so we we go from on on Thursday. Well, I guess on Friday you find out. All right, no one's coming. We're not playing this weekend. And then as the afternoon kind of simmered, everyone's stuck. They don't really know what to do. Jackie, what was, I mean, what are you doing during that time? How are you, are you on the phone? Are there conversations with Kenny and the administrators? Are you communicating with coach? What's that stretch like from where you knew the series wasn't happening that weekend and we didn't know what the short term looked like either for the season?
1: Well, it wasn't a very, like there wasn't a long turnaround. I felt like, um, we had a, all coaches meeting at 4 PM on that Friday And by that time, um, Joe Castiglione had let us all know that um, the Big 12 was about to make the announcements that we couldn't practice, we couldn't be in the facilities. Um, So they briefed us pretty early, I felt like, on Friday, um, just letting us know what was coming. So uh, between Thursday evening and Friday at 4 o'clock, we just kind of were waiting around to figure out what the next move was. Um, but I felt like, OU, our athletics department, all of our staff did a really good job just communicating, um, as early as they could, what, what we were allowed to do and and what was going
2: on. So in that, what was the moment like whenever you had to let everyone know, Hey, we're, we're not playing.
1: Um, the team took it really well, actually, um, I thought there would be some tears. I was almost in tears. Um, I just think, cause from my perspective, I think about all the hard work that, you know, we've put into it from the coach's standpoint to, you know, meeting with marketing and um, event management. And I think about, you know, all those people, like just the hard work. And, and that's what we're striving for is to have a great home season, to have a great season and not be able to play like, I was pretty, I was pretty devastated on that Friday, honestly. Um, I had a lot of emotions going through my head, and um, overall, though, I felt like the team took it really well. There were questions about eligibility, obviously, from the seniors, um, and that was probably the main question that I felt like they asked. Um, and then, like, where are we with academics and and that type of thing. But those answers came very. Quickly after that Friday, um, I think our staff, athletics department staff did an amazing job just communicating everything that they could in a, you know, in a pandemic of something that we really, I don't think anybody had ever planned for. So
2: you can't plan for, it. I, I don't know how you could plan for something like that. So with that in mind, you are a planner, Jackie. I, I think mm-hmm. that you would take that as a compliment from someone that's traveled yes. with you now for five years. And I was talking to Gainsey about this and You could almost hear the hurt in his voice when he talked about how much work goes into planning everything from flights to meals and then how in in the snap of a finger it can be gone. What was the kind of realization of that moment or the canceling of flights like whenever you had to go through that process?
1: Well, we go on the majority of our big road trips at the beginning of the season, so we only had two more flights left or um, one, one flight trip to Ames, Iowa, and uh, one bus trip to Waco. Um, so I immediately, uh, like on Friday, I, I had already um, let Anthony travel know that we needed to cancel our flights and our hotels and all that. So, um, you know, it just I didn't really feel a lot with having to cancel that. It's just, you know, it it just kind of went into all the emotions I already have. i just, I care a a lot about, you know, making sure our travel goes well and knock on wood. We haven't had too many issues in the last five years. So um, there, there is a, um, a level of pride, obviously that I take in making sure all of that goes well, but um, just, I'll be ready to get at, get after it next year too.
2: So, in the, in the short term, and I know we're going back a couple of weeks now, and I appreciate you doing this for the podcast, but I'm curious, what was that moment right after cancellation right for you in getting players where they needed to be? Was it, all right, we got to get you home, or we're going to wait this out? I mean, that's because there was still so much unknown, but from the day when it was canceled to players asking the questions, so then that next step is what, just trying to make sure they get home?
1: Yeah, so that Friday evening, after we had the all coaches meeting, um, there were some student athletes that left on Saturday, they got flights out, and they all purchased, you know, a a lot of our athletes live California, Arizona, um, got some in Colorado, you know, just kind of all over the place. So um, they purchased their own flights. And it sounds like um, through the student athlete fund, we might be able to get them reimbursed for those flights, which is great. But they were kind of in charge of getting their own flights home. Um, at that point, we knew that they couldn't be, um, that we were going to have online campus classes and that they couldn't be in our facilities. So we did plan to send them home until April 6th, and that is what was communicated. So then that got pushed farther back to you know, April 30th now, um, and they pretty much know that they're not coming back here until they need to get their stuff out of the dorms or, you know, move out of their apartment or house or whatever they're in. So, um, there were some that left immediately. There were some that I think the last few left on like Tuesday of the week after. So, um, I just helped, uh, you know, they, they booked their own travel, but I was helping push communication out. Uh, I would just make sure that they saw things that were coming from academics or from student life. Um, that they were prepared with their classes, um, that they all had Zoom, they knew how to use it. Um, <laughs> I've been relying heavily on Teamworks, um, doing you know different form requests and things like that. It's an easy way for me to get answers from them. So I'm so glad that we have that, and I have the knowledge that I do of that um, platform to to utilize it to its best ability for us during this time. So. Um, they, they were pretty responsible. They're a responsible group, and, and they got themselves home. And uh, I think they're all on top of their classes and it seems to be going well for them in that regards.
2: Jackie, t- two more, and, and I'll let you get out of here. Because I know you don't like the spotlight on you. I like putting the spotlight on you because I think that you do an incredible job. You're, you're smart. You're well organized. I can't wait to work for you someday. With that in mind, <laughs> what are you able to do right now? for your, your student athletes, what are you guys allowed to or able to do to help them out?
1: Um, well, we've been doing zoom calls, so you're allotted. The big 12 just changed it last week. It was two hours of countable time with them via zoom. Now it's been up to four hours, but I don't foresee us taking that amount of time. Um, we have a zoom call that we've set every Tuesday, um, Today, our call's at 2.30, and we'll just spend some time with them, kind of check in, see what they're doing. But we're also doing some fun, creative, kind of competitive activities with them. One thing is Easter-themed, and one is a uh, cooking-themed uh, competition. Cool. So, yeah, we're we're doing some neat stuff like that. I'm throwing ideas out at Coach Gasso quite a bit. Um, I'm at home a lot, so my ideas are flowing. <laughs> um <laughs> So we're we're staying connected that way. And then we also have our team group me that you hear somebody, you know, the team kind of chimes in with each other all the time. And I know they have their own group me messaging and um, they have their own group that they talk a lot. Um, And I know they're staying really connected as well.
2: And then uh, a final thought just for for you personally, are you allowed to start working ahead to next year? Are you working on scheduling? Is it just, you know, helping out coach in any way you can? What's the job description like, Jackie, for you right now?
1: I don't think things have changed too much for me other than we're not playing softball right now. So, yes, I have been working on our 2021 schedule um but we're still kind of waiting on the big 12 to determine what they're going to do with our 21 schedule gotcha um and so i have like our preseason i was almost done with the 2021 schedule before this all started so we've been in a really good place for a while with that schedule um so just kind of uh tightening that up and trying to nail down some things with that um today i had a zoom call with um the coaches and uh dj and kelsey arnold our graduate assistants and we were talking recruiting content and different graphics and stuff like that mail outs things like that um i've been looking closely at our budget um just trying to see where we're at with that and forecast for the next three years um I've been on the phone a lot with (laughs) counterparts like uh, Ryan Gaines and I were on the phone for an hour yesterday, just talking through different things and um, rely heavily upon his, you know, mentorship. He's been here a little bit longer than I have. So we talk on the phone quite a bit. Um, Yeah, not a lot's changed. Just still doing a lot of computer work, a lot of emails, um, making sure we've got everything turned in for the business office. Uh, Just finish up re- reconciling trips from, you know, that we've already taken. So um still still staying busy, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> well, Jackie, I know that uh, I know that you are staying busy. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for all you do and I mean, again, I, the the grind never stops. I know I see people talking about everything they're watching and I'm thinking to myself, I don't have time to do all of this. I mean, I'll fit in Tiger King. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, the schedule is still, I would imagine, outside of the travel, pretty crazy, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, Coach Gasso has been really busy on Zoom calls as well. Um, We're all just starting to stay on top of, you know, decisions that are being made and how is that going to affect our program? Uh, Where do we go from here? How can we stay connected with the team? Yeah. and just making sure that we're, you know, doing what sport administrators are asking or, you know, whatever the business office needs right now. So just really mindful of everything that's going on in the world and with the economy and everything. So, um, yeah, it's still a busy time, but, um, I haven't, I've enjoyed working from home. I do like my home (laughs) a lot.
2: (laughs) I feel the same way. Jackie, thanks so much for your time. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Thanks, Chris.
2: Jackie's the best and obviously a very challenging time, but in the same vein, a time when you can get a lot of future planning done as well, too. So thanks to Coach Gasso. Thanks to Jackie Livingston. Hey, did you know the NCED hotel is less than three minutes from OU? It's the largest non-casino hotel in the state of Oklahoma, and it's an incredible value. Learn more at cc.nced.com. OU Extended Campus provides degrees online, on-site, on your schedule. Become the tradition. And Whataburger, ready to serve. Whataburger's drive through online and app ordering are open for guests while the dining rooms are closed. Whataburger. All right, a lot of neat things coming up here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Let's see, this is uh, dropping on a Wednesday. So tomorrow night, That's tomorrow night, Thursday night, the radio play-by-play call of the OULSU baseball game as part of our classic broadcast, as you'll hear the Dane Acker no-no. Plus, plus on Saturday, our first football game on the Sooner Sports Podcast classic broadcast, as you'll hear the Oklahoma-Baylor game in its entirety No, not edited for time. Obviously, we cut out the commercials. We cut out the halftime show, but you'll be able to hear it from start to finish right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. And then next week, kind of cool to have Coach Gasso and Jackie Livingston on to to talk some softball. But next week, next Thursday, we'll be dropping the OU Auburn National Championship game. And then on that Saturday, which what would have been the spring game, we will take you back in time. The celebration of Oklahoma's national championship in 2000. Bob Berry, Coach Merv on the call of the OU Florida State 2000 national championship game. That's what's on tap. Presented in part by Slim Chickens. There are a lot of reasons to order online and pick up at Slim Chickens. Get started at slimchickens.com or download our app. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Sooner Sports Podcast. For Jackie Livingston and Coach Patty Gasso, I'm Chris Plank. We'll see you on Friday with Skip Johnson and Toby Rowland right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great hump day and boomer sooner, everybody.